The common themes of today's readings is divine authority as exercised by the prophets of the Old Testament in their messages, by the apostles, including St. Paul, in their writings and teachings in the New Testament, and by Jesus in his teaching and healing ministry. The Old Testament prophets had taught using God's delegated authority. The scribes and the Pharisees taught quoting Moses, the prophets, and the great rabbis. No scribe ever gave a decision on his own. He would always begin, there is a teaching that, and would then quote all his authorities. If he made a statement, he would buttress it with this, that, and the next quotation from the great legal masters of the past. The last thing he ever gave was an independent judgment. How different was Jesus? When he spoke, he spoke as if he needed no authority beyond himself. To the people, it was like a breeze from heaven to hear someone speak like that. The terrific positive certainty of Jesus was a sharp contrast to the careful quotations of the scribes. The note of personal authority rang out, and that note captured the ear of everyone in the synagogue. There was a local synagogue in every Jewish settlement of more than 10 families. The synagogue was a place of instruction and Sabbath prayers. The synagogue service consisted of three parts, prayer, the reading of God's word, and the exposition of it made by anyone who wished to do so. In this chapter, Mark tells us that in the local synagogue, Jesus taught with authority. This means that Jesus explained the scriptures with complete confidence, and when questioned by the people, he answered it with authority. Jesus spoke relying on no one beyond himself. He cited no supporting human authorities or experts. Mark also records the impact Jesus had on those who heard him. We are told how amazed they were at the authority with which he preached. Jesus also showed his power and authority by curing the sick and granting forgiveness to people for their sins. In the synagogue, there was a man who was troubled by an unclean spirit. Everyone in the ancient biblical world feared evil spirits and believed in demonic possession. People believed that demons or unclean spirits living inside the people caused leprosy, lameness, paralysis, etc. Even in the 21st century, we still believe in the existence of unclean spirits. How else can we explain the sudden explosions of anger that occur, the suicidal impulses, the intense jealousies, wild sexual fantasies, or overwhelming feelings of depression? We, as humans, are keenly aware of these unclean spirits. 
we often wonder where the unclean thoughts come from and why we cannot rid ourselves of them. Victory over the unclean spirit, as the devil is usually described, is a clear sign that God's salvation has come. By overpowering the evil one, Jesus shows that he is the Messiah, the Savior, more powerful than the demons. Jesus came to dispossess the clean spirits living inside of us and send them away. This is one of the reasons why Jesus came to earth in the first place and one of the reasons why he continues his presence in our lives. Jesus came to drive out those unclean spirits within us, to wash them away, to cleanse our lives of them. Let, let us put ourselves under his authority and he will liberate us. Our life messages this week, first, let us approach Jesus for liberation. Jesus did not use his authority and divine power to rule and control people. He came to set people free. Hence, let us approach Jesus with trusting faith so that he may free us from the evil spirits that keep us from praying and preventing us from loving and sharing our blessings with others, as well as from the evil spirits of fear, compulsions, selfishness, anger, resentment, and hostility. In John chapter 10, we hear, I have come that they may have life, life in abundance. Through word and sacrament, Jesus brings that power to us and says the same words to the demons in our life. Be gone, not just once, but as often as we need to hear them until finally we are free from these demons entirely. Second, we need to use our God-given authority to build up lives. No doubt we can think back to people who have made a lasting impression on our lives, either for good or bad. Perhaps it was a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, a parent who loved us and cared for us. Perhaps we remember the kindness as well as the firm discipline that a school teacher gave us. On the other hand, there may be people in our past whom we remember with pain and discomfort. Are children learning something from us as parents that will stand them in good stead for the future? We want our children to grow into strong, wise, confident, capable, mature adults. But we want more than that. We want them to grow in their faith, to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We want children to see in us the love of Jesus and how our Christian faith affects our lives. A good question for parents, teachers, and all of us is, in what way am I helping the children I know to grow in wonder at Jesus and his love for them? 
When God's word and God's ways are taught and spoken about with authority, with conviction, our children and others will see in them with amazement God's love for them and his son Jesus. My brothers and sisters, St. Paul in our second reading said, I should like you to be free of anxieties. We need to recognize and accept as truth that there are both good and evil spirits in the world around us. We must surrender our life to Christ, ask for liberation, and use our God-given authority to seek his daily holiness. Matthew Kelly, in his best-selling book, The Biggest Lie in the History of Christianity, shares that most people believe the lie, I cannot be holy. We need merely look back in our lives when we experience true joy. I can assure you that there were many daily holy moments. Jesus wishes each of us to experience life in abundance. We need to reject the lie that we cannot be holy. Some thoughts to ponder this next week. Am I amazed with Jesus' teachings and works? Have I approached Jesus with trusting faith to free me from evil spirits? Do I use my God-given authority to build up the lives of others and experience holy moments? God bless.